0: This is the Hofstra Radio Alumni Audio Yearbook. Today is November 6th, 2020. Please tell us your name and the years you were at Hofstra Radio.
1: So my name is Keith Hannon, and I was at Hofstra Radio from 1990 through 1994.
0: And can you tell us about the names of the shows that you worked on while you were at WRHU?
1: Yeah, so uh, I really was only involved in two shows. So I did uh, Airwave, which was the late night alternative music show which was that was a lot of fun and uh for one summer uh al montag and i did uh, the morning show we were hosts of the morning show which was that was a blast
0: were there any other community shows that you worked on or anything that you produced did you engineer for any of the weekend folks no i never got involved in any of that stuff a couple times engineered on
1: um you know, on the alternative show. And I was the engineer as well as the co-host for the morning show that summer.
0: And what titles and positions did you hold at Hofstra Radio? So in addition
1: to uh, those on-air things, I was uh, for one semester the continuity director. So I was responsible for um, scheduling all the PSAs, public service announcements uh, into the log for all the different uh, on-air shows. So that they knew when to play those. I also, as part of that job, would often record the PSAs uh, with whatever organization it was. So we conduct sort of a little interview that would turn into the PSA and schedule those things.
0: This is a multi-part question and uh, answer it whatever order makes sense to you. But I want you to think about the first time you were at Hofstra Radio, and what brought you to the radio station, and if you can remember maybe people that you met, or what it looked like, or sounded like, if you could paint like an audio picture of what the station, or the office, or the studio uh, looked like and and sounded like.
1: Sure. So, actually, interestingly, uh, I was brought down to Hofstra Radio Station because a friend of mine from high school, my best friend from high school, Frank was uh, a community member he wasn't uh, at Hofstra University but he was a community member who used to listen to airwave often and call in and he started coming down to the radio station and started working there and he had invited me to come down and I was actually uh, at that time still a very introverted uh, shy kind of kid and so I remember coming down to the radio station and this was in uh, Memorial Hall down in the basement. Uh, underneath uh, bits and bites the cafeteria and uh i remember coming down and walking into the office and seeing frank sitting there and thinking okay you know who are all these other people and and uh kind of what am i doing here and i was talking you know started talking to him and i think brian i think you're one of the first people i met i think frank introduced me to you uh first before anybody else uh that worked at the radio station mm-hmm. so that's kind of interesting as well but it was um it was interesting, and I met a number of different people that day. And uh, it was just the office, you know, it was an old office. We were down in the basement, and it was, you know, I don't know if I'd say dingy, but it wasn't uh, definitely bright and airy. And it was just hanging out down there that first day. I just kind of knew there was something special about it, and hmm. that was kind of my uh, kind of my start to W.R.H.U.
0: Did, did you say when uh, it was that you first went down there, what time of year it was, or, or maybe even like what time of day it was? Because I, I.
1: Yeah, I don't remember exactly. I want to say it was probably my I think it was my second semester of my freshman year. So uh, it would have probably been uh, wintertime. Um, and then. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, it was definitely daytime. It was definitely daytime in between classes. I stopped down there and Mm -hmm. it was probably in the beginning part of that second semester of my freshman year.
0: So you said earlier you were were pretty introverted at the time and you knew Frank, so you had an in, but like were you – Previously interested in radio was it something that that you had thought of, or was it just something like Frank's doing this and he's been bugging me to come down? Or what, what was what what got you to walk into Memorial Hall and down into the basement and down that hallway?
1: Yeah, no, it was t- totally not something I'd ever thought of. I was my I was majoring in elementary education uh, with a minor in history. And I was going to become an elementary school teacher, uh, which didn't wind up happening, but um, not because of the radio thing. Uh, no, the radio. I don't know if honestly I don't know if I even realized that there was a radio station before before Frank told me uh to come down and yeah he pestered me a number of times and I came down and just got to know you guys and you guys were like hey I mean everyone was great it was like hey why don't you go take the engineering class and you know start to actually do stuff down here and and it was uh and that's how that got started it was it was never something actually that I so as a career path but it was it was a
0: great time uh, it was a, probably the best time I had at school hmm. so you, you mentioned taking an engineering class do you remember anything about engineering or announcing classes maybe who taught it or something that you learned that was useful or that you remember to this day and maybe use
1: I, I can't remember specifics about the class I'm pretty sure Renee, taught my engineering class. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you remember Renee very well. I I have vague recollection of some of the folks that were a little bit older than us, Brian, like, you know, those, that mm-hmm. crew, I, I don't remember them as well, obviously. But, um, but yeah, I think Renee taught my class. And I just remember, you know, thinking how cool it was to be learning how to operate that board, you know, learning how to operate the board and, and, you know, potting the mics up and down and, And, uh, you know, popping the cartridges in and all that kind of stuff. Uh That was, I found it all very interesting. I've always been very interested in scientific kind of stuff. So, so I loved learning about it. And it was, um, you know, it was, there was so much information and so nervous the first time I got on the board and was actually, you know, engineering for a show. But, you know, it, it all came to me that what I learned and it worked
0: out well. Do you remember the first time you engineered uh, what what show it was or maybe who you were working with?
1: I, I can't remember the first time that I engineered exactly like what show it was. I know that I was nervous as heck, but uh, mm-hmm. the, the first time I remember being in the studio uh, live on the air, uh, I was actually just visiting Frank during one of his shows and um I remember that I I went to sit down and almost missed the chair and like startled myself. And I almost cursed on air. And he like, he like, (laughs) and he like glared at me like, what the heck are you doing? Because he didn't want to get kicked off the air. (laughs) But that's, uh, that's the first time I remember being in the studio.
0: Was, Was that in the, did you go in the announcing booth or were you in the main studio? I was in the main studio. Okay, so you would have been uh, over on the on the side then. Yeah, I'm trying to to picture. Yeah,
1: yeah, I was off on the side, and I went, (laughs) and I I, I flopped down hard on the chair, and I kind of cursed under my breath. Luckily, but he looked. (laughs) Frank was Frank was not happy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I was wondering about about training because you got to spend your time going in and and working the board and observing and things like that was, so was Frank already cleared and on the air by the time that you came down. Yes. Frank was already cleared and on the air. Um, I, at that point, the
1: first time I was in the studio with him, I had, don't believe that I was yet. I don't think that I, so that's why I wasn't even supposed to be speaking. And, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, Frank was cleared on the air doing, doing his airwave shows and doing his thing. And, um, And then I got, I started doing the classes shortly after that.
0: So, so that's your first time live on the air. Did, did Frank, I guess he didn't prepare you for that, for being live on the air. He just basically said, here's the mic and and talk.
1: Oh no, no, no. I wasn't supposed to, I was just in there observing him. I wasn't supposed to be talking. So uh, yeah, no, he wasn't engaging me. I wasn't engaged (laughs) in the show. That's why when I, when I almost, (laughs) when I almost cursed out loud (laughs) <laughs> it was even more of a problem. So no, I wasn't engaged in the show at that point. I was just, uh, I was just hanging out and observing. Oh, okay. All
0: right. So, so the first time you were intentionally on the air when you were like doing a news break or something like that, was that, is that anything that, that rings a bell?
1: No, not really. I don't have a, I don't have a clear recollection of, of, uh, any particular time, uh, as far as, you know, one of the first times goes, um, my, my main recollection of being on the air was was that summer that I was doing the uh, doing the morning show that's where I most remember being you know uh, verbal on the air because obviously we were talking a lot of the time you know for that
0: so which which summer was that do you remember what what year that was would that have been 91 or 92 I it was probably 92 okay so between our sophomore and junior years that sound right yes yeah okay sounds right. So you had already had a lot of experience. You'd been on the air. You've done airwave. You've probably done some classics from Hofstra Shifts, things like that. Right. Okay. Um, so you mentioned Frank. And obviously he's a, he's a big reason that – that or the reason that you showed up at the radio station and, and stuck with it. Were there other people, you mentioned Renee, who were helpful or helped you get acclimated or that you listened to and went, oh, yeah, that, that's cool. I like that. I want to do more of that. Was it? Was there anybody that that you remember being uh, another uh, gateway into the station?
1: Yeah. Well, and and not to, and not to toot your horn just because you're doing the interview, but but <laughs> Brian, I always felt like you were probably the most welcoming person down there, and you uh, you you welcomed me in. You definitely helped show me the ropes. Um, hmm. I think from our crew. You were this because when when it was one of us, it was this the station was well, not the station manager, the general manager. I don't remember what the title was called, but I, I think from our crew you were the first one that was sort of in charge as far as we were able to be in charge of the station. Um, and and I think that was when I was the continuity director if I remember correctly. So uh, you were a big you were a big influence in, um, in me getting more in me actually getting involved as opposed to just hanging out down there. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of, you know, sort of our group, um, you know, Will Shelley and, uh, you know, a little bit after us, Jen Murphy and trying to think of, of some of Denise and and Kathy and all that crew uh, was all so welcoming and and encouraging and helpful in terms of, you know, giving me I don't remember specific pointers, um, but just in terms of you know, you know, showing me the ropes and stuff like that. Um, you know, I remember recording some stuff with you in the, in the, you know, in the side studios um, mm. and that kind of stuff, but not necessarily in any kind of detail, but all the, that whole group of folks was, was the best and really, you know, helped make my, helped me want, made me want to be there and maybe want to do this, you know, as a, again, as a, as an introverted person, being on air at a radio station was not something I ever saw myself doing. And if it wasn't for, you know, Frank and, and, and you and all the rest, it never would have happened.
0: Hmm. Uh, so I guess that's that spring of 1991. I want to say it was like April or so I, I became airwave producer and finished the semester. And then, so, but that's usually the time of year when they start looking at people for, uh, for the, uh, for the I want to say executive board. It's the EBAB. It was the you know it was it was not the executive board, but the the continuity positions and the chief announcer and things like that. So was it was it that spring that we talked you into being continuity director or applying for it because you would have yeah. been relatively new?
1: Yeah, I think it was. I think it probably was that spring.
0: Uh, yeah, because um, uh, Al and Mike and Kathy and Denise and I all came in about the same time late summer of 90, uh, in that, in that fall. And we'd already gotten involved. So I feel like you would have been pretty new at the station and to jump in from, uh, you know, I, I wasn't even thinking about the radio station to applying for a job there seems like a pretty big leap for you.
1: Yeah. I, I honestly, I don't think anybody else wanted it. (laughs) Wanted the continuity director job. (laughs) So I don't, I can't, (laughs) I can't swear this is how it happened, but I, I think I sort of got roped into it more than uh, more than applying for it. But but, you know, I enjoyed it nonetheless, but I definitely think that uh, I sort of got roped into it a little bit.
0: That was that was definitely my my gentle way of, of going about it, that, <laughs> you know, we, there, there were certain positions that were, were hard to fill. And and I think what I'm getting at is that we uh, not that we were the decision makers yet. We were still all freshmen. But we had the impression that, you know, we wanted you around and we wanted you involved. And, you know, whenever the timing may have been to sort of nudge you in that direction, I think I think that's sort of what happened. And uh, maybe there was a little bit of arm twisting, but it seems to have worked out. Yes, it definitely
1: did. And now that and now that you say that it's it's coming back to me a little more. And I I definitely do think that's how it went down. And uh, yeah, it definitely worked out fine.
0: So. If if that was the case, if we had this feeling that we wanted you around and you, you were relatively new, you must have been at the station on a fairly regular basis. And, and my next question is about like when did you feel like, "Hey, I'm getting comfortable. Like these people want me around, and I want to be here, and, and this is where I want to spend some time." Do you do you have a, a sense of when that was, or a moment where you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm just going to go to the radio station and hang out because that's what I do."
1: Yeah. So. Not a specific moment, but a general feeling of just remembering being in the office. You know, my, my, my best times about being at the radio station wasn't my on-air times. My best times of being at the radio station was being down in that office in between classes and just hanging out. And just the conversations we get into and the silliness. And, you know, uh, and I, I just remember this, putting the quotes on the wall. Um, so just so sort the of, if you remember, we used to, if someone said something that could be taken as a, as a sexual innuendo or double entendre or something, we would, we would write it down on a piece of paper and tape it to the wall. And I actually completely forgot about that until just this moment. But, but just that camaraderie and, and the friendships that I developed and all that kind of stuff is what, is what made me want to you know, so it made me feel comfortable. And, and honestly, that office, you know, sort of became my home away from home, you know, and, um, and it was all those kinds of things and all the laughter and all the good times, um, you know, and, and Al Montag and I coming up with our own sort of language that used to drive everyone else insane other than us (laughs) in the way that we would, in the way that we would talk. Um, And, you know, that's the stuff that made me realize that, that I belonged there that I felt like I belonged there.
0: So you brought it up and I'm not even sure if it's, if it's the thing that I'm thinking of, but what, what was this, this, uh, this language you and Al shared? What was that about?
1: <laughs> so, so the language Al and I shared uh, as stupid as it uh, probably seems now, although I'd probably still do it today cause I'm still immature, but we just basically came up with this. It was more of a, of an accent that we developed that was just reversing all L's and R's in every word we said. So, um, he wasn't Al, he was our, and, um, it was, uh, all H U. And it had its own, it wasn't just switching the letters. You had to say things like that. It had its own inflection and its own accent and it developed into a whole thing. And I remember, you're gonna to have to remind me of the gentleman's name. Who who was Sue's <laughs> second in command with the that with the beard? Um,
0: mm-hmm. do you, do Steve you Steve. Steve Spencer Steve. or or in this case Steve Spensel. Steve Spensel.
1: Steve Spensel. One day was sitting in at his desk, and Al and I were having an entire conversation in our in our language, and he. I don't even think, I think his desk was down the hall from the main office. In fact, he was in a different room and all of a sudden we heard him from the other room say, Oh, when will it stop? And Al and I both turned to each other and at the exact same time said, Neville, Neville, Evel. (laughs) And we just, and then just lost it. And and how we both said that exactly together, I don't know, but I guess I think we sort of shared a brain at that point, Al and I.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That, that seems like something that, that, uh, I think developed a little bit later than, than the the first early years and probably uh, at some point, maybe once you guys had already hosted the morning show, I remember Mike Prohotka starting that, but maybe it was Mike and Al and uh, yes. You know, you as, know what? As well, the, as these I things think Mike did
1: start it, but Al and I took it to a whole, a whole level that it probably never should have gone to, <laughs> but yeah.
0: So, so that's, that's a huge leap for you again, it, cause you've said it a couple times. I don't mean to harp on it, but, but you came in, not looking for radio, not looking to be you know an outward person and then here you are uh, you know on, doing a morning show on the air and in the center of of this social life of the radio station did it is that something that that uh, strikes you as um, something you didn't expect?
1: Oh, it definitely wasn't something I expected if if, if I if I hadn't, come down to that radio station because of frank i would have not developed i mean i i'm through my classes and through other things that i did at hofstra which was probably fairly minimal i mean i would say that i had a handful of friends at the time none of whom i've made i i stayed in contact with even right after college uh you guys you guys were my friend you guys were my group of friends from college i mean you guys were the were the crew that that I developed. And, um, and no, I wasn't expecting that at all. I figured I'd come down and Frank and I would hang out sometimes and, you know, shoot the breeze and stuff like that. But I never expected to, to have a whole uh, social network of friends. And, and that was, you know, before social networks were online, that was actual social yeah. network of friends and it just continued to grow right as the next groups came in and you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, we were the teachers and we were the ones um, helping, you know, the the quote unquote younger ones along, even though we were all basically the same age, but, um, right. but yeah, I mean, no, I, I never expected that at all. Um, like I said before, it, it became like my home, that place. And um, I'll, I'll always be grateful for Frank for forcing me to come down
0: there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that first time. So so to sort of bring this all back around and it's hard to do because we've you know had these memories for a long time and had these relationships for a long time and you you always look at the through that lens. Can you in some way you know put yourself back in your shoes as you're walking out of the office for the first time like you've been there the first time and you've been encouraged to sign up for the classes like as you're leaving, like, what did you think this was going to be? Like, what was your expectation? What did you think in the next, you know, month, six months was, was going to come out of going to the station?
1: Oh, uh, uh, nothing. I thought, I, all right, I'll, you know, maybe I'll engineer a show or two, um, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll be down there once in a while. I never thought that it was going to be the place that, I mean, I would, I would be, excited when I set my schedule for the next semester to make sure that I have had some breaks. And if I had breaks in between classes, I was super excited because I knew I could go hang out down at the, uh, at the office and hang out with, with all the crew. And, um, you know, or we'd go out on the night in nice weather, go out in the quad and and throw a Frisbee around or go up to bits and bites and have one of those, uh, one of those waffles in the morning that, Somehow reformed in your stomach after you digested them. <laughs> it felt like, um, you know. And uh, I mean, I would even, I mean, I. This was never the type of person I was, but there were times where you know where I skipped classes to hang out down at the office. If we were having a good time in the office and I had a class, I'm like, eh, I can skip that class. And um, you know, so. No, I I never expected it to be anything, and it became uh, really the world to me at that time. I mean, that was that that place meant everything to me, and and um, my my met my first love there, uh, Dana, and uh, you know we dated for a year or whatever year plus, but uh, that was uh, my you know my first love. So yeah, I mean, it's it couldn't have meant more. And I I honestly couldn't tell you that I I couldn't have expected less and then it couldn't have meant more.
0: Wow. That's, that's pretty phenomenal. Keith, that was, you you left me speechless. I got, I got (laughs) nothing. I thought I had another question coming and you just, you just, you just knocked it out of the park there. That's, that's, I, uh, well, thank wow. you. Wow. <laughs> no, thank thank you. This was this was really great and uh no I appreciate your time and your memories and uh let's let's do it again sometime.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I actually I, so the, the only thing I want to say is that not whether it's this is part of the interview or this is just me to you, but the one thing that I regret is that I have lost touch with all you guys. And I re- and it, that's the one part of it that uh because I'm not overstating the fact when I say how much you guys all meant to me. And how I don't exactly know how it happened that I lost touch with all you guys. I think it's just mainly because I'm a freaking lazy, horrible friend.
0: But uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, well, I, I just I, I, to don't, say- I don't think anybody thought you were a good person while you were down there, while we were all <laughs> hanging out. So I, I, I can't say we're surprised.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for that. We'll leave it to you to make me laugh when I'm trying to, when I'm trying to have a sentimental moment,
0: you jerk. <laughs> That's 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 what I do. That's what I do. I take I take a nice moment and uh, and uh, I throw a potato at it. It's just I'm I'm here to ruin it. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's, that's, it. that's that's not going to make it into the. Inter- I'm still recording, but I'm going to cut that part. That, that that'll just that'll per- just be for us. <laughs> that's perfectly
1: fine. That's perfectly fine. All right, man. Yeah, let's definitely uh, try to do it again sometime. But uh, I appreciate you including me in this, and I and I hope it's a help, and uh, and uh, hopefully I'll talk to you soon. Okay.